0: Hi,
1: Beth. Hi, Tyler.
0: How are you doing?
1: I'm so happy right now. Had a good weekend and a delicious breakfast, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, we're full of sausage and croissants. Mm, so good. And we're back with the second episode of Opposites Refract. Yay! Uh, We got no cease and desist letters. We got no (laughs) hate mail. Um, So, and we got, um, you know... 15 or 20 buddies listen to it, and that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, I'm just happy to be here with you. Um, and so today, it seems like we're going to talk about humor a lot. Every All the sections kind of lined up where it just seemed right to kind of talk about that.
1: Which is one of my favorite things. I love laughing, so yes. this is great.
0: And we're going to learn more about laughing in a minute. Um, but, you know, like we do, I figured we'd start with common ground.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and I realized we should have talked about this... Before, one of the, the, we'll talk about hard times we've laughed before later, but, you know, one of the hardest times we've laughed as a couple was when I just randomly blurted out the fact that, um, many years ago, Fabio, um, (laughs) uh, while riding a roller coaster, at the premiere of a roller coaster, um, got hit by a goose, um, and... I think it was, I think I learned about this story because I don't think I would, you know, I forget when exactly it was. It was like late 90s, I think, early 2000s. Yeah. So I was off in my like preteen, early teen, like haze. Um, but, so I don't think I, I, I remember learning about it again, like in college or a little after college um, through a Bobcat Goldthwait uh, comedy bit. Mm. But, and it's not really even a comedy, but he just told that, he's just like, He's like, did you know Fabio got hit by a fucking goose on a fucking relevant... You know, like, I can't do the Bobcat Gold- Goldway uh, voice. But, um, but yeah, it was a lot like that. Um, and I don't know why I even brought it up, but I've never seen you laugh so hard, which, of course, made me laugh really hard. <laughs> so it got me thinking about, in terms of common ground, um, where our where interests intersect and where they don't. Yeah. Um... And we see, we seem my sense of humor seems to hit a mark, yours seems to hit a mark, and thats that's good. that's good. Um, what let's let's start with um, what really what are the kind of things or what situations really make you laugh?:
1: Anything unexpected, which I think yeah. Fabio getting hit by a goose story definitely was unexpected.: It was
0: also very unexpected for him.. <laughs> <Indeed>. uh, <laughs>
1: So yeah, anything that kind of catches you off guard or is almost the opposite of what you're expecting something to go along as same old, same old, and then all of a sudden you just see something that doesn't fit is incongruous. And so, uh, yeah, I think that makes me laugh hard. What about you?
0: Yeah, that was that was actually my first answer. I wrote it down as a surprise, mm. um, which brings me to kind of where we get, I got to test out your sense of humor. Um, I took you to see Maria Bamford as yes. part of christmas who Maria is one of my i 'd say top three favorite comedians and you know i 've seen her before i 've listened to all our specials you know we're we're uh siblings and bipolar um that kind of thing so I love Maria and one of the great things about Maria is that every second is unabashedly surprising yes, you never know what that Lady's going to say and what voice it's going to come out. That's it
1: too. Yeah. Her voice is constantly surprise you. She's telling a story and then something else will pop out. She's changing
0: voices. She's changing perspectives. She's.
1: It's so creative and clever.
0: Uh, and a little mad in a (laughs) a good way. And, um, but yeah. And so that's what it was. for. And I was so delight, delighted and relieved, Mm -hmm. um, that you, uh, Got got it for the lack of a better term air quotes, um, and that, and that you connected with that kind of humor. Yeah, so that, was, that was a big relief for sure.
1: Well, and that whole scenario was great because I had gone to a um comedy show before. Yes, with um,
0: you, you gonna you are gonna bash you gonna say it? You gonna say it? Uh, the
1: name? No, because that's say it. No, say yeah. it. <laughs> so um, if you know hanging from it with Mr. Cooper, it was Mr. Cooper, Mark yeah. Cooper, and. I just didn't know what to expect, and so it was a very antagonistic comedy show. Which I think some comics—that's what some they are, do. Yeah, they just, and some
0: clubs are that way.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I don't know if that's just what it was, but I went there in college, and I never wanted to go. Was to a it comic. Crackers? I don't remember, honestly. It probably was, just because that's the main one. Which at, is closed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Actually, I think it opened back up. Okay. They got magic. Well, Monday. I know
0: the, the Broad Ripple one closed.
1: Yeah, I think the downtown one was going to close, too. Anyway, so... But, but yeah,
0: much different vibe than the, co- yes. the comedy attic in Bloomington where we saw Marie Bamford.
1: Which was such a great Which like, could have atmosphere. been on our
0: last episode for uh, dates. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we mentioned that. We
1: didn't. Yeah. Because well, we have so many great ones,
0: right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: cool. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that, and then another thing um, that I really love with comedy is when everything is included. Mm. You know, uh, Tell me more. some people call it the cosmic joke. Some people, uh, Ram Dass called it the cosmic giggle. But mm-hmm. it's this like this understanding that like everything is a part of this oneness, mm-hmm. which is like a big woo woo idea. But then con- humor comes out... Because life is just so fucking ridiculous. It is. It, Fabio gets hit by a goose <laughs> on a roller coaster. That is... That's, that's literally including... It's including a weird, like, <laughs> TV star, I guess. Uh, a goose <laughs> and a roller coaster, which is one of the strangest humans inventions. And we're putting all that together in one thing. And, like, that's where I really love And that's why... I, you know, we, uh, the most recent comedy show we saw together, we went and saw Mike Birbiglia yes. on his Old Man in the Sea. Uh, old Man in the Pool. Old Man in the Sea, of course, is a Hemingway novel. <laughs> uh, old Man in the Pool uh, uh, tour at Clues Hall. And I believe... Yeah. And that was your Christmas present to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We so a theme. We finally got to see that. And thankfully, we didn't break up. That would have been an awkward hour sitting next <laughs> to each other. Um, but... Um, yeah, and and that's what I love about Mike is it's he shapes this hour long story mm-hmm. and every anything can be included and if it has the slightest connection, you know, there's an automata pizza joke not to give anything <laughs> away. Um, it's pretty fantastic. But then he's also a lot of the show is concerned with death. Mm-hmm. So you you got those together. Yeah. And you got all this other things and it's just all a part of it. And that's also feels really beautiful and feels really true to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and yeah. And then, so you get so much energy out of that.
1: Yeah. It was a great show. And I really, I had seen some of his specials with you, Mm -hmm. but experiencing it live, just the way he crafts that story and he tells it and he brings back pieces and even how he connects them together. Like he's talking about being at the doctor and then he goes off on this tangent and he's like, so I was telling the doctor to bring it back. And (laughs) it's just amazing how he ties it all together. Yeah
0: yeah it is it's um it's a real craft yeah it's created a real form mm-hmm. um and that actually had me thinking though um about what happens when the surprise is gone if surprise is what we love about comedy mm-hmm. so even good jokes without a surprise because so I was thinking about that Mike show I love Mike and but I've seen all of his specials, yeah, I've listened to his podcast I've you know. Um, I've seen him live. This is now the third time, and then so, so then I, so I was sitting there at the show and I was like, I I know what he's about. He's about mm-hmm. to bring it back. He's about to bring it back to the main story. And of course, he does it differently than he. But it's still the same structure. So recognize- the shows are starting to really feel like they have a structure, mm-hmm. and then he builds it. He sticks it into that structure, right? Okay. Um, which, I mean, we saw this with poetry for many years. It's much different now. But, you know, with, like, the sonnet has very specific mm-hmm. terms and the way things progress and many other forms have things like that as well. Limerick. Um,
1: That's yeah. the one I'm good at.
0: That's the one I'm good at. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, so, and so, so, but I think partly the form being, for lack of a better term, predictable, uh, takes away part of the surprise Mm. so i think i'm having a different experience but lucky for mike his stories are like sermons are Mm -hmm. like are like storytelling they're like like storytelling you know he's been on this american life a lot like it's they're they're beyond uh stand-up so they hold their own weight in that way as well okay um
1: but it's as much listening to like a moth thing as it is. But
0: you probably had a lot of surprise in that because you didn't know that structure. I didn't. No. um, So when he's saying, when he's like telling a story about masturbating mm -hmm. and then he says, so I told my doctor that. Right. right? And and he told this, he'd tell like the 10 minute story about masturbating. And then we've had forgotten that we were in a doctor's visit. Right. And and then he's like, you know, he said, I tell my doctor that. And so, Those are big moments. But see, yeah, and then I'm, like, sitting there like, oh, no, I know it's coming. Oh, no. no. But, yeah. Hmm.
1: That's really interesting.
0: But did you find a lot of surprise in Mike's show?
1: I did, um, both in his storytelling and style, because it is a very specific style, and I feel like a lot of comedy that I've listened to or heard before um, that doesn't follow that. So I loved that. And he's just so creative. And I mean, the Anamana pizza joke sounds ridiculous, but it killed. Like it, it was fantastic. It, yes. And so, uh, yeah, he just nails it. And so part of that, I think, is performance, too. Mm. And in a way, I was thinking, as you were saying this, like, I, w- I wouldn't call it formulate because that has a negative connotation. No. But, like, even knock-knock jokes, like, you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You can kind of figure it yeah. out. But I still crack up at some of them. Sure, and so sure, sure. it's, yeah, that surprise, I guess, doesn't have to be there. But it, I uh, definitely find the most humor, I think, when that surprise is there.
0: For sure. Um, Well, I think that's a good transition into our science lesson Uh, because we couldn't quite come up with exactly what we we want to do something around laughing. So science of the laugh, but also in terms of surprise, science of the fart.
1: Indeed. Indeed. Um, (laughs) Which was very fun to research, by the way. Um, So I'll start with laughter. And just, um, I didn't realize the theory is that it evolved as a social, um, construct. And so it was a way to indicate to people you were just meeting that everyone here is at ease. It was kind of cool. Yeah, a way to set the mood. Like, yeah, yeah. um, I'm not angry. I'm not anything. I'm laughing. So this is a jovial thing.
0: Well, you know, what's funny. I kind of, I, you see that happen. Like yesterday I hosted this disc golf tournament Mm. and you know, everyone's getting there and they're kind of getting settled in and a lot of, some people don't know each other and you know, they're trying, some of them didn't read the email <laughs> and then, <they're, laughs> and they're trying to figure out what hole they're supposed to start on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, um, and there's a little tenseness. And then I noticed at lunch after our first round, after everyone played, everyone got into the groove, everyone was just, there's just this big circle, of probably 30 guys just standing around, uh, talking and laughing.
1: That's great. Um,
0: and I was just like, oh, this is that, like, okay, we're, we're settling. It was a fundraiser tournament for mm-hmm. charity, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so,
1: it changes the vibe. It
0: does. It change. yeah. And so when you start to, you know, it's kind of chicken and egg thing, but, like, yeah. the vibe and the laughing kind of come out together.
1: Well, and I think they build, too. <laughs> and what I didn't realize was that primates actually laugh, and so apes laugh, and that's another oh, yeah. way.
0: Did you know that? Every once in a while you'll see, like, a, and you know, I'm addicted to Facebook Reels. <laughs>
1: Every other time you'll
0: see something like that, of like at a zoo, the, um, uh, like a chimp laughing or something. Yeah. I
1: have not seen that, so you'll have to show me the next one you see. Okay, I'll send it to you. But yeah, so it's, um, it's thought to be an evolutionary process like that.
0: That's amazing. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I just kept thinking about, uh, my favorite laughs. Okay. And also people who are hard laughs. Okay. Um, I, Pete Holmes has a thing about about uh, hard people who are, like, brag about, I'm a hard laugh, right? Like, it's hard to make me laugh. Okay. And he's like, why? Loosen <laughs> up. He's like, have some fun. Right?
1: right?
0: <laughs> and so I think of that often when people are like, they really, and, and when you get them to like crack a smile, and oh. you're like, yeah.
1: It's I such got a it. victory, right? right?
0: But it's just like, come on, listen up, live a little. You know? So I think of that. Um,
1: Would you call me a hard laugh? No. <laughs>
0: No. No, all I have to say is Fabio, <laughs> grease roller coaster. Uh, and you just start laughing, see? You start howling. I do. Um, uh, but you do have a great laugh. Uh, can you think of someone who has your fa- a favorite laugh?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um... I mean, just being cheesy. Like, anytime my friends laugh, I love hearing it because I know they're happy. Right, um, right, But, like, the actual sound of it. But,
0: you know, some people have very distinct, distinct laughs. laughs, yeah. And, and I love when they're, like, it's, like, a little too much. It's yes. like, calm down. I, like, there's, come, okay. calm down, buddy. <laughs>
1: you know, like. <laughs> well, and when you hear it, you instantly know whose laugh that yeah, is. Yeah. Like, you could be 20 feet away and you're yeah. like, yep, that's Stephanie laughing right there. Yeah, yeah.
0: my friend Sarah in, in Austin she had this beautiful, like, kind of, like, howling cackle. And it was one of those. And she wasn't shy about it at mm. all. She's a very confident uh, lady. And so she just let it rip. when it, she, And when it was time to laugh, she let it rip. That's amazing. And it was awesome. I guess using let it rip when we're also talking about farting. <laughs> <she> <laughs> you got to clarify. She, she would, would laugh. laugh. <laughs> yes. And she would let out these big roars laughters and you know and sarah and i went to a lot of like uh readings together bookstores Mm. that kind of stuff so not necessarily (laughs) spaces for that and so it's just hilarious we had a poetry reading and like i'm giving reading and i say like a funny line and she just like loses it it. and everyone's just kind (laughs) of you know it's fantastic It it was so good it was those that like makes it like goes beyond so then everyone else feels like okay well I now I have all that space between not right. laughing and that whatever the heck that big <laughs> laugh was I have all that space I can go anywhere in there Yeah. And, be, and I have the permission to do that so but uh are there any yeah did you think it's okay if you did it
1: um I have a coworker Angela who I really like she just has a very distinctive laugh uh-huh. and it's very like full-throated just um Yeah, and you can't help but laugh when she laughs. Like, you just kind of join in because you can't. Yeah, it's just fun, and, yeah, it changes the mood instantly.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. So do you like potty humor? Are we are we, are we still in laughter? Well, I just have, have, have one more thing
1: because I wanted to say I found out that um, apparently children laugh four hundred times a day when as a child. Four
0: hundred times a day, but
1: adults only. That's last a joy 50, quota. Fifteen. Fifteen. Right. I feel like I'm a little higher than that, but like the average adult laughs fifteen times.
0: You. you uh, you have already laughed
1: 15 times <laughs> in the 16-minute episode. It's probably like a spike uh, on your podcast. Uh, yeah, the volume, ah,
0: People's ears. Sorry, turn guys. Turn down the volume. Every time Tyler tells a joke, turn down the volume.
1: <laughs> Just automatically. Um,
0: but, uh, no, for sure, that that's uh, incredibly depressing. Um, <laughs> no, it's again, people, lo- lo- loosen up. Loosen like, up. Let it go. Right? Let it rip. Let's 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 uh, in any
1: form, just let just it let,
0: rip. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but no, I know that's why I I stole it from Pete Holmes, and who I reference a lot, and who we're basically copying this idea of the podcast off of, of his <laughs> We Made It Weird episodes with his wife, yeah. Valerie. But, um, but he uh he, he talks about the joy quota, mm-hmm. and I've kind of adopted that, and just kind of. Being present with myself to notice, like, oh, I've had, like, a lot of... It's 11 a.m., and I've already had a lot of joy today, mm-hmm. you know, from this, this, and this. Or, like, hey, I've kind of had, like, a pretty, like, flatline day. Like, I need to do some stuff to get some... I need to dance with the dog, or I need to...
1: Yeah. You know,
0: something like that. Um, dance with the dog sounds like some, a euphemism. I literally... <laughs> mean, I just put on a record, and I dance with my dog, Jenny Bug. Um... Uh yeah so, uh, so I I've taken that but I, so that's I feel like p- part of that too is people are missing their joy quotas. Mm. I can't imagine that fifteen laughs a day is sustaining. Your no, like is sustaining your, like yeah joy quota yeah it's your joy level your base um, so maybe it is but I I just hope people will.
1: More. Yeah. If
0: they it's get a- anything out of this podcast, <laughs>
1: um, even if it's at us or not at us, like yeah, <laughs> laugh just, more.
0: How horrible is this podcast?
1: Ha ha ha, ha, ha. Oh no, uh, they can do that. They can. If you want that. to, yep. Um.
0: All right. So, but then the other part of it was farting because I don't. I I think it was my suggestion, but um, <laughs> what do you know? Do you have any thoughts on why farts are funny? Because they are surprising, but uh-huh. again, they're not. We've heard it a thousand... We've heard this joke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. But it's never expected. And it's kind of a Unex- little bit shame... Not shameful, I guess. But, like, it's one of those things that people try to keep hidden. And so yeah. when it pops out, like, everybody's kind of like, ah.
0: But now people are getting brazen with it.
1: Well, that's true, too. Speci- Which,
0: especially guys. Yeah. But I don't know. I uh, Like, a lot of the guys I'm rolling the disc off, like, they're letting them rip. Uh... And as we're just like, yeah, you know, we're just like standing there like, what's your score? And then they'll let one out. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> because you know what? About this, I am approved. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Like totally open mm-hmm. and free going about sex. Totally open and free going about drugs and substances. Totally open about woo-woo hippie stuff. Totally open about mental illness. Yeah. But none of that makes me uncomfortable. Whether I'm talking about it or other people talking about it, right. me farting or other people farting, farting, I get, I drop, like my joy quota goes down. <laughs> down
1: it sucks the down.
0: Um, and I don't know why. It just hmm. something with those bodily functions. I mm-hmm. just I'm a prude. Um, do you like potty humor? I mean, farts, all that kind of stuff.
1: I will laugh. It's not my favorite type of humor. But yeah, I I'll still giggle and whatnot, and it's funny. And I mean, anytime a three year old says poop over and over again, I'll still crack up laughing. So, right? Um, but do you, yeah.
0: do you do you fart in front of your friends?
1: I try not to. Um, you unfortunately get the, are the recipient of a few, but that's just we spend a lot of time together. <laughs> that's when we laying flat in bed <laughs> together and.
0: Um, and, yeah, and just something about... When I lay down at night, I'm just like, what's going on? And, and again, I'm uncomfortable. I'm over there trying not to let it out because I just... Oh. I'm such a prude. Um, that's funny. Um, but did, did you have any scientific things about farts?
1: No, just... Um, I think I had read somewhere that a kid suggested that if you hold your butt cheeks open when you have to fart... Yes! ...it won't make a noise. And... Um, I was actually looking up research on that because I am an. a lot. No, but butt appara- cheeks
0: or butthole, which makes the sound? Is uh, that, both. that's the question.
1: Actually, they both do. And so the tighter your sphincter, like your actual butthole is like that causes more reverberation. <laughs> and then your butt cheeks, depending on their size, can also flap some too. And so all that creates that noise. And so those apparently to make the least amount of noise, you want to let it out slow. And you want to, um, yeah, relax as much as possible. Oh,
0: I, oh, I got this down. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at this. Um, yes, absolutely. I could have, I could have written that article. Um, absolutely, very cool. Well, thank you for our science lesson.
1: Anytime.
0: Um, <laughs> about laughing and farting.
1: <laughs> Anytime I get to research laughter, I'm.
0: Getting... Um. Yeah. So speaking of ripping things off from Pete Holmes in his podcast, he asked the question. Um, uh what what's the time you've laughed the hardest and he always makes the distinction i'm not asking you the hardest time you've ever laughed mm-hmm. just what's the time you've laughed really hard mm-hmm. i guess not the hardest not really hard and um and he he encourages people like it can be those kind of situations um where it's like you had to be there mm-hmm. or they're kind of stupid like mm-hmm. potty humor mm-hmm. um did you can you did you think of one?
1: I did. I did. So probably one of the highest up there. I was actually in church and That's
0: a great space for right? for laughter.
1: Um and so I was there and I always sat with my friends and we were listening to Pastor Jeff give his sermon. And um Pastor Jeff's giving his sermon and then all of a sudden like maybe 3 seats behind me someone's phone goes off. But their ringtone was answer the damn phone that just kept getting louder and louder and louder. So Pastor Jeff is up there saying like, and Jesus said to feed his people, answer the damn phone. And then he just <laughs> right. kept going, though. Like he didn't acknowledge yeah. it. So I don't know if he didn't actually hear it or if he's just an amazing actor. But Ash and um, my best friend and I were cackling. Like we could not stop. Yeah, like we so both that. had to walk out of the, the church to <laughs> compose ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a situation like that where, uh, uh, I had, I recorded myself. So my friend Holly in high school went to, went to, uh, the bathroom hmm. and I recorded myself on her cell phone. It was when you flip phones, you could first start recording yeah. stuff and you could set it as your ringtone. Uh-huh. And I, uh, I recorded myself. Singing, like "Get Back, Motherfucker," you don't know me like that by Ludacris, <laughs> like in like a weird whisper, mm-hmm. and because I was like in study hall, and I'm like in the corner, like record it. You know, this is the state of the old schools, and <laughs> um, and and so then I just set it as her ringtone mm-hmm. for when I call, mm-hmm. and um, and then she was like at Thanksgiving or something, and I called her, <laughs> <laughs> and it went off. Cat, like your family get together that's
1: phenomenal
0: um, so I wasn't there That so that wasn't I wasn't the time I laughed really hard I'd probably laugh later but the one I thought of was uh, you got to meet some of my good buddies and uh, some of my disc golf pals uh, Rich and Michael
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and this one time Rich, Michael and our friend Kevin and I were playing a doubles tournament I think Michael and I were partners and Kevin and Rich were partners um, I think and and we're playing and we're Kind of, we got caught. We got we caught up to the group ahead of us, and this guy um, throws a shot, and it like barely clips a tree and then goes out of bounds. Okay, and Rich just goes, "Man, that's terrible!" (laughs) But nobody said, "Was man, that's terrible luck." (laughs) And the uh, the guy, of course, only heard, "Man, that's terrible!" And we were just like. The guy, like, looked at him, like, gave him a stern look. And then when they walked away, I died. Because Rich had no clue. That's <laughs> another thing. When someone does something funny mm-hmm. that they have no clue, is mm-hmm. hilarious. Like, little kids will do it. Oh, my gosh. Like, um, just sometimes just people who don't real who are too serious
1: mm-hmm. will do it. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's hilarious. And we'll do fun. And, like... And then people like Rich are just like so chill, and so he just wasn't even thinking that that was a possibility he could offend that like, and it's just the way he said it, where he he said luck so softly, <laughs> and it was so funny. Um, so I'll ne- I'll never forget. I'll never forget that. Um, that was an amazing moment. Um, yeah, so fun. But yeah, surprise. It's all about the surprise. It
1: is.
0: Um... Yeah, so next section is when I read a poem, and I—so it's—April uh, is National Poetry Month. woo Um, woohoo indeed. And, um, yeah, and so I thought—I'm not going to read one of my poems today, but uh, my mentor uh, and friend Dean Young uh, is a really great poet. It's been really important to me. He was one of the first poets I ever loved, and, uh, and I got the chance to study with him at UT Austin. Hmm. And that was amazing. Um, but he's also a really funny poet. Um, and, again, I think it's related to Surprise. Uh, Dean and I actually have talked about this where when you're at poetry readings and stuff, um, people aren't expecting to laugh. Mm. So when you do say something even mildly funny, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Sure. So
1: That makes sense. So you
0: got – and it's a quiet space. There's no one competing for, your, for the attention. Mm-hmm. There's no expe- – like I said, no expectation of laughing. So, yeah, so there's something about that. Um, it reminded me of when, when I first – there was a group of poets who were a couple of years older than me at Ball State. And I got – when I started getting into poetry, I started, like, going to their readings. They would do, like, readings at coffee shops and stuff around Ball State. Um, and one night – I think – I forget exactly how it went down. But I think they had double booked the open mic comedy night and a poetry night at the <laughs> same coffee shop. Okay. So they said, oh, we'll just combine them and we'll go every other. Oh. Which sounds horrible, but these po- like some of these people, like Ryan Rader and Sean Gannon, um, and uh, and some other folks in that group of poets were were really funny, hmm. and um, and had some of them done improv. Some would go on to do stand up, all that stuff, and. But they got up there and they were funny. That they got more laughs than the comedians. It was <laughs> really strange because you were expecting it to be really awkward, right? Yeah, and it actually flowed really well. And they were actually yeah, and killed. And I'll never. That was just an amazing moment.
1: What a fun um, experience.
0: But again, it has to do with like surprise. Like, okay, we're gonna have some poets intersect with our uh, comedy night, and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, great. <laughs> uh, and then they they get you to laugh. You're like, whoa, yeah. you know, or they get you to lean in at least, you know. Um, So uh, I'm going to read a poem called Clam-Ode by uh, Dean Young. Okay. It's from his new and selected uh, poems uh, called Bender. But yeah, Clam-Ode. One attempts to be significant on a grand scale in the knockdown battle of life, but settles. It is clammy today, meaning wet and gray, not having a hard calciferous shell. I love the expression, happy as a clam, how it imparts buoyant emotion to a rather, when you get down to it, non-expressive creature. Mm -hmm. In piles of ice, it awaits its doom pretty much the same as on the ocean floor, it awaits life's bouquet and banquet and sexual joys. Some barnacles we know are eggs dropped from outer space, but clam... Who has a clue how they reproduce? <laughs> By trading clouds? The Chinese thought them capable of prolonging life, while clams doubtlessly considered the Chinese the opposite. <laughs> I remember the jawbreakers my dad would buy me on the wharf at Stone Harbor, New Jersey. Every 30 seconds, you take out the one in your mouth to check what color it turned. <laughs> what does this have to do with clams? A feeling states of feeling unlike the states of the upper midwest are difficult to name that is why music was invented which caused a whole new slew of feelings and is why since people have had more feelings than they know what to do with so you can see it sort of backfired like a fire extinguisher that turns out to be a flamethrower they look alike don't they So if you're buying one, be sure you don't get the other. (laughs) The boys in the stockroom are stoners who wear their pants falling down and deserve their own Gulliver's Travels Island. Mm. The clam, however, remains calm. Green is the color of the kelp it rests on, having a hell of a winged calm. I'm going to kill you in butter and white wine, so forgive me, great clam spirit. Join yourself to me through the emissary of this al dente fettuccine, <laughs> so I may be qualmless and happy as you.
1: Mm. I'm beautiful.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Dean has a way of just those little observations, or like the really ridiculous, like stoner kids, like in the flamethrower and how yeah. far he pushes the flamethrower, uh, fire extinguisher thing, and all that. But um, the thing I kept thinking about with that poem. Was there's a whole history of odes, uh, like Neruda wrote a bunch of odes, mm. like poems written toward, like, objects. Okay. Um, and Dean has some, Kenneth Koch has these, uh, they're called addresses, but they're basically odes where they're talking to, like, object, like a clam or, like, uh, Neruda has, like, a tomato or mm. a fish or whatever. And... Um, and I think there's something inherently funny about that too, mm-hmm. of like talking to an object or right. talking in such like varied and again including ev- like that poem is inc- is just like anything that's close to a clam, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like he talks about the jawbreaker. And he's like, what does this have to do with clams? And he's like a feeling, a right? Feeling. <laughs> and and it's just like anything gets included, and I think that in- inherently creates a sort of humorous energy. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Happy National Poetry Month, Beth. Happy
1: National Poetry Month.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and so for our uh, More Rex, More Rex, um, this month we thought we'd talk about our favorite rom-coms because yes. I am unabashedly a fellow who likes rom-coms.
1: Aw, which um, I love.
0: Yeah. Uh, they feel good. Mm-hmm. They're, they are... Funny though because they are very formulaic. They right? are, right? yeah. And, um, but it's those within that formula, the little things that are different or the mm-hmm. little things that get you um, are really great. Um, yeah, but sometimes you just like to feel a certain way, and I think there's certainly a feeling with
1: yeah. with rom coms. Sure. Yeah.
0: Um, one thing I noticed though, so, when I was going back over the list, yeah, uh, I was like they don't age well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if
0: you watch a lot of them, like, um, I have, um, or, I, no, I didn't end up putting on my list, but uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. Doesn't age well. No. Um, or, uh, you know, like, uh, I saw, I was looking at different other people's lists, like Vulture's list, and, like, mm-hmm. Variety Magazine's list yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, And I was just like, what are other, you know, and some of them are, a lot of them were before me, like, uh, like, even, like, When Harry Met Sally, that's mm-hmm. like, I wasn't really that wasn't really something I was watching. Mm-mm. And um, so I still
1: haven't seen it all the yeah, way through, I don't think. I think
0: yeah, a lot of them that way. Um, but so a lot of them di- didn't fit. Mm. So mine's pretty contem- a pretty contemporary list.
1: Okay. Well, let's hear. I'm here. Um, or do you want to go one by one or
0: Um Yeah, look, did you do you have a list or you just doing do. ding? Okay. Yeah uh wing ding i took that from that point you did Um, (laughs) Alright. all right uh yeah you want to bounce back and forth yeah all right five
1: uh i don't i think i have three but yeah
0: three okay you want to just do three yeah
1: well no you should i want you to share all yours all
0: right i'll share i'll share my fifth and fourth and then you share third and then we'll start Okay. okay all right i'll do quick on the first two um so my fifth one was the breakup. This is one. This is probably a controversial pick. Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. Okay, yes. They break yes. up, but they share this place together. Right. And so they're they're bound and determined to stay and live there. So they basically act horribly to each <laughs> other to try to get the other one to move out. Right. And I was just thinking about this as a thing with what we like to watch, we like to, it's why we like reality shows, we like to watch people act horribly. <laughs> yeah. It gets it out. Yeah. For us. Yeah. I think that, I, if used correctly, I think it could be a mechanism for one acting, one self-acting less horribly. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think, in some ways, if you use it as a model, then you're gonna act more horribly. Right, it but, doesn't. But, so I I won't take breakup advice from the movie The Breakup, mm-hmm. but I do enjoy it. Um And there, uh, there's something about... There's just something about it that I... That one... That one's one that if I'm, like, flipping through channels and it pops on, I'm watching. Mm, you know, that that yeah. kind of thing. And then my fourth one was my first one, uh, uh, Overboard.
1: Uh, the original? The was, original. Yes! With, it was a Kurt Russell so
0: and Goldie Hawn. Uh-huh. And my dad loved it. My mm-hmm. dad and my mom both loved that movie. And so we watched it several times... Many times when I was a kid um uh yeah it's another one i i i think i like saw myself as kurt russell's character in that or maybe as one of his he had kids right like as one of his kids like what if this happened (laughs) um and then you watch it again and it doesn't age great right um but it is like in it's so wild mm-hmm. the premise mm-hmm. that you're like I'm in, mm-hmm. uh, and so this is uh, very fun to watch for sure. Um, yeah. Um, what was your third one?
1: My third one is probably The Proposal because oh. I just that's with uh, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds and Betty oh, White. I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh. Okay, we might need to fix that. So it kind of goes along with the idea of something being so ridiculous. Um, but, um, just a, the three of them are just so comedic in and of themselves. Yeah. And then when you get them together, I feel like half the movie was ad-libbed just cause it was so clever, but, for sure. um, yeah. So I'd say that's a good one. Craig T. Nelson, Mary Steen, St- St- Steinbergen, I forget her name, but yeah, they're all in it and so good. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's all about, um, uh, Sandra Bullock's character is from Canada and has to marry someone in order to stay in America. Ah, okay. And so it's that kind of... And so she goes and meets his whole family, and it's ridiculous, but very, very fun. Okay. There's some, yeah, good good scenes with Oscar from The Office as well.
0: That's, that's great. Um, the next one uh, that I'm going to do is uh, Trainwreck. I don't know that one. It's Amy Schumer. Judd okay. Apatow made it. Okay. Amy Schumer and uh, Bill Hader.
1: Maybe like five years ago it came out, something
0: like that? A little, probably a little more than that at okay. this point. Um, and, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, for whatever reason, I am uh, comedically attracted to Amy Schumer, even though it's not really my... hmm you, you wouldn't guess that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I like, I like that movie a lot, and I like um, – well, I like Judd Apatow's movie, movies mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. I think he makes – he takes these uh, characters that are uh, unlikable or um, rough, mm-hmm. and he really shows, like, their true uh, beauty and in, uh, in their – and uh, elicits some compassion for them. Yeah. Um, And as a person who's had a rough (laughs) time uh, in the past, uh, you know, it feels nice to know that people are looking deeper than that.
1: Sure, yeah. Um,
0: And so, but I kind of, the reason I kept thinking about that movie too uh, was because, um, well, two reasons. But her, Amy Schumer's new show, uh, Beth and Life, or Life and Beth, I can't remember which which way it is, Mm -hmm. but um, it's on Hulu. I, uh, when I wasn't, I wasn't feeling well one day and I binged watched it It was like 8 episodes or something and which I don't normally do and uh it was just fantastic it was um it was exactly what I needed in that moment I don't know maybe I'll rewatch it so this is kind of a shout out to that even though it's not technically a rom-com movie <laughs> uh but my actual answer is <laughs> Life and Beth or Beth and Life whatever it's called and I was just so amazed uh by how well it it Soothed me when I was not, when I was having a, um, kind of a depressive day.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and yeah, so that was, it was great. Hmm. Um, but uh, a thing about train wreck to know, my ex-wife, uh, coined it, a LeBron com <laughs> because, uh, LeBron pops is like a minor character in it. Nice. He's Bill Hader's, uh, he's plays himself. And Bill Hader is a sports medicine doctor. Mm -hmm. And so he's one of his clients, but they're also really good buddies.
1: Oh, yeah? Okay. And,
0: like, there's this amazing scene where Bill Hader goes to the bathroom and then LeBron, um, he says, like, so what's going on between you and my boy? And he's like... Like when he enters the room, do you hear? Do you hear? Du- or do you hear angel singing? <laughs> like he'll, he'll like say,
1: and it's just
0: like this is hilarious. This is so good. Like can LeBron just be a minor character in every rom com? That now? would
1: be phenomenal.
0: Um, so yes, shout out uh, to yeah Diana for saying LeBron com.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Uh,
1: my second one is the holiday.
0: Oh yeah, that could have. Probably should have been on my list.
1: Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and it's
0: so good.
1: Clever and funny, and I love Jack Black and Kate Winslet. I just didn't expect to be funny like yeah. she was. But, sh- yeah, they did such a good job. Is that movie
0: 20 years old?
1: Oh, 15? probably close, yeah. Right? I think it was, like, 20, 2005, maybe, 2006, something like that. Yeah,
0: that's, a, that's the weird thing, is that, that that movie, like, I would watch that movie in, coll- like in college or, like, yeah. late high school, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good though. Also, I'd have to re-watch it. I probably haven't, I think I watched it last year. But um, I think it ages better than a lot of them. Than
1: Moe's. I watched it last year, or like you last did? Christmas. And yeah. yeah, I was surprised. Because you're right, there is so much cringe in a lot of them. But yeah, it well, does a good job.
0: It's always, the the jokes are always made at the expense of non-cisgender like cisgender, heterosexual couples. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's. If it's uh, gay or lesbian or transgender couple, is anything to do with that, then it's a it's the butt of a joke. Right. Or you know, a, a lot of race stuff, a lot of rapey stuff. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, like overboard is <laughs> like like what? It's uh, been a long time since I've seen uh, that. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, just the premise yeah. of it. Right? Well, that's true. She's confused, and instead of telling her the truth, you keep her as your <laughs> wife, like. <laughs> That age is all right. That's
1: it's um, probably not a me know. too. That, I don't even know if that
0: was okay at the time, no. probably. Um, part finders keepers are still in effect.
1: Oh <laughs> jeez. <laughs>
0: Back then, Jesus. Um
1: Well, you know what? I was thinking the um, like, I really appreciate that the main character is the two women, but they're very strong. Like, they want love, but it's not about them being fulfilled. It's, like, them kind of finding fulfillment in themselves. Yeah. And then this guy is, helps with that in some way. Oh, I like and, that. And so um, I appreciate that because it's not the usual, like, my life guy depends on. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking too. It's not a rom com, but the movie Ever After with Drew Barrymore from mm-hmm. like years and years ago. We watched it. Um, it
0: could be a rom com. Do
1: you think? I, I wasn't sure because it's there's not, not like, enough rom. There's not enough com. I don't there's think.
0: Enough com. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love that. Um. But um, but yeah, like it's the same idea. It's like it turns the Cinderella story on its end, and she saves herself. That's and cool. so I think it, it lasts longer or like is more has longevity because yeah. of that um, twist. It also
0: just portrays a much healthier scenario.
1: Yes. Very <laughs> true. Very yeah. true.
0: For sure. Um, so my... Okay, so that was your second one.
1: hmm
0: And then my second one, it, my number two is Sweet Home Alabama. Oh,
1: that is a good one. Um,
0: you just got the biggest, cutest, like, closed eye grin. Aww. When I said that. <laughs> um, I think it particularly... Because of my experience living here in Elwood and then moving to Austin and then mm. moving back here and now splitting my time between here and Indianapolis, so the country city vibes yeah, in contrast and storylines are great. Um, Reese Witherspoon is just... Oh, she's a delight. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, and she can just... Yeah, that's great. And then there's something so dang charming about the... Guy. I don't even remember his name. Josh but
1: Lucas, isn't it? I is it that
0: the plays her husband, Her yeah. quote on the quote husband guy? The yeah. lightning. Oh, and Patrick Dempsey's in it. Right? Um, which, and
1: Ethan... What's his face? Ethan... Supley. Yes. The How big she, guy? No.
0: Oh. Oh, you mean...
1: The, the, the friend the that's... The friend? Yeah.
0: Who turns out to be gay? Yeah. I, that also... The way that, that that's treated? Yeah. But... But the joke isn't him in that scenario. The joke is the people who yeah. aren't cool about it. Right. Um, so that that's a discussion for another day, I suppose. Um, but anyways, love that movie. Uh, yeah, but I know who you're talking about, that guy. Um, oh, that guy plays Coyote in Grace and Frankie. I was just we thinking just that. Lo- yes. We that's what made me that. think of it, yeah. honestly. Yeah. No, Ethan Suplee's the big guy from My Name Is Earl, but he's not in that. He's in. Oh, he
1: was in. He was in Boy Meets World.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <We're> going, <laughs> we going to get off track here. <laughs> That's gonna be our next one.
0: Um. Uh, yeah. What's your What's your favorite rom com of all time?
1: Uh, so I struggled with this one because I have a lot, and so the top three really could have been interchangeable. Yeah. But I love.
0: So you got a good list going.
1: Um. It's a movie called Amelie. And it's a
0: oh, yeah. French. You told me
1: about this. Oh, uh, it's so pretty. It's like French? it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's French. Is it in French? It is in French. Okay. Um, I have to watch it with subtitles though. Um Well yeah. Um uh, but it's this girl or this woman who works in a coffee shop, but it's very um, Fantastical. I don't know how to describe it, but like it's just this very dreamlike state. And so she's um, like, she imagines things and then you see it play out in her imagination. And so it's just, it's very clever and fun and creative, but the way she ends up meeting um, a guy and how they get together, like, it's just, it's like a love story for quirky people. And so it made me really happy.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah. I can't wait to watch that. We need to watch that soon. Yeah. Um, yeah so, Cause we have watched my number one together. Yeah, I think we got through it. Yeah, always be my maybe. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, so I, Ali Wong for the win. Sure. Um, you know she did back to back stand up specials where she was pregnant. Wow. <laughs> um, and told jokes about like having. Uh, what's. Oh, uh, having HPV! Like <laughs> wow, she's like eight months pregnant, and, <laughs> and is wearing this really tight, sexy like yes. zebra print dress, and is like she just like goes for it. She's and amazing. That that uh, you know, all the things we been talking about, surprise, including everything, um, you know, callbacks, all that stuff is just, she just hits that mm. mark over and over in that in that movie, um. You know, even like – and it has like – Keanu Reeves comes in. (laughs) It's
1: another one of those where it's a surprise guest, but like –
0: And then you don't know what's – and then he just like turns into a total nutbag, (laughs) which I love when people play – I love when people play themselves in shows, mm-hmm. and th- and they'll play negative. Mm-hmm. Like he's like a nutbag mm-hmm. in that, but he's playing Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. And he's confident enough with himself as a person right. in the world to say, I, "Yeah, I'll play m- a bad side of myself." Yeah, I remember in crashing Pete Holmes' show, HBO <laughs> <laughs> uh, show. Uh, there was an episode where John Mulaney plays oh, yeah. himself, but he's like he's like a dick. Okay. He's like a, he's real rude to Pete and not, and, um, that they're, they've talked about it like, yeah, there's just like, that's part of life. That's part of John. Like, mm. so we're just going to showcase that side and it's not an indictment of him or any, it's no. just like, and so I love, I love that. So, and it makes it so surprising. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I just love, I just, uh, I just think that's such a amazing movie and, Uh, the story you know the childhood best friends who lose their virginities to each other as teenagers then lose touch and then Mm -hmm. go completely separate paths and then find their ways back to each other it's just it's just rom-com gold
1: it's classic it's
0: rom-com gold yeah um well great list yeah uh any honorable mentions you'd like to throw out since I threw out five (laughs)
1: yeah um um, well, as you mentioned him, I was like, "Yeah, I'll take that one, and I'll take that one." So, <laughs> Sweet
0: home. yes, yeah. definitely,
1: definitely, and always be my Maybe. I really loved, like, that's I've only yeah. seen it once, but that's it's very rewatchable. Be, yeah, too. yeah, Anyone that's rewatchable. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't age well, but um, I actually have the my best friend's wedding soundtrack okay. on CD because um, yeah. I am old school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that one too, and I mean anything with Julia Roberts is going to be phenomenal.
0: Mm, very, very true. Awesome, well, we're at that point where we're wrapping up, and we're mm-hmm. gonna hit some gratitude.
1: Yay!
0: Um, what is what's something you're grateful for today, Beth?
1: Hmm, I'm grateful. I see some sunshine, so I'm excited about some sunshine. Uh, we're about to get
0: out in the sunshine,
1: play some disc golf. We're I'm grateful. Some- I'm learning to play some disc golf, which has been very fun. <laughs>
0: well, I'm glad.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. It's going to be a beautiful day for sure. How about uh, you? Um, I'm thankful I have a partner who's not a stick in the mud. <laughs> and that's not an indictment of any partners in the past because I none of them really have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you start to date someone, there's so many factors going into liking someone. And, mm-hmm. and situation's a big part of it. And just like, so you just kind of end up together. And you're just like, oh, wait, I guess I'm kind of with this person. And then you learn more and more about it. And so, like I said, like when I took you to Bamford, you know, that was kind of, I was just kind of watching you half the time. Like, <laughs> huh? like is this, not judging, but just, no, no. just observing.
1: yeah, Like,
0: what's going, like, what, you know, oh, she's making a mental health joke. How is this going to go? I make a lot of <laughs> mental health jokes. Like, uh, you know, and like, so, and so just to have a partner that, uh, that shares a lot of the same ha that idea. do. It's <laughs> um, really great.
1: Yeah, huh, agreed.
0: So, uh, yeah. Well, that's it for us. Um, thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, yeah. thanks for joining us.
0: Uh, have a wonderful rest of your week. Sounds good. Bye-bye.